This is Loopy Radio. Oh, boy. I'm Loopy. What day is it? It's August 22nd, 2018. And uh, it's, it's just great to be back. I've waited, honestly, honestly, I have waited the entire summer for this. If, you, if this is the first time you've ever heard this, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, if you are a freshman or a transfer into App State, uh, welcome. Thank you for listening to 90.5 WASU on the uh, second day of classes. We really, really appreciate that. If, uh, if you are a student, though, I got a, I got a question for you. Is um, I, I know absolutely nothing about this topic, so I'm going to make it um, the first thing I talk about. Uh, this semester, but uh, Tinder, uh, the 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 app that people use for uh, so-called dating, uh, I think it's uh, it's really meant for other reasons than that. But uh, we don't need to talk about that at the moment. But uh, uh, Tinder is uh, releasing an update, and this really only applies to people who are at a bricks and mortar college or university. It's called Tinder U. And it's uh, the U stands for um, it's just the letter U stands for university. Like uh, you, you know, ESPN U is for ESPN uh, college sports. Tinder U is Tinder only for college students. Uh, I, I found this uh, somewhere online, and I've, I've, I've neglected to. Uh... Wow, what a great start! Sarah Perez wrote it. Yesterday morning, wherever I found this. But it says uh, Tinder U is uh, once it's enabled, students with a .edu email address will be able to register with their school. Uh, and by that, I mean you, you, you say what school you go to. And then you are given the only options you are given are other Tinder U people and uh Unless you go further into the settings, they're all people from your college or university. And again, it has to be a, a, a bricks, bricks and mortar school. Online schools do not count. And there's a verification process. So expired uh, college um, email addresses or super old ones uh, will not work. It's all, it all goes through a verification process. Uh, it says to use Tinder U... Uh, students will first uh, have to be geo geolocated on campus. That's a fancy term for you have to live on your own campus, dang it. And log into the Tinder app using their .edu email address. They'll then have to check their box for the verification email and tap the button to confirm their account. So, you know, the more, the more we look into this, eh, it doesn't sound too complicated. Granted, I'm not an expert in any of this. Uh, anyone who knows me personally can attest to that. I know absolutely nothing. Uh, and that's why I'm talking about it, you know. I have uh, the ability to project my voice, but my, my voice might be dumb. It is it is said, though, interestingly, it is said uh, before they do this uh, update, the stats are saying that the, uh, the user base for Tinder... Uh, between 18 and 24 years old makes the, the vast a, a large number, and it's going up. Dating uh, app usage in general among 18 to 24-year-olds has tripled since 2013, 
according to Pew Research, this this uh, statistic goes 2013 to 2016, which really actually isn't that recent if we think about it. Uh, it is saying that the numbers have gone from 10% usage, okay, 10% to 27% of all people between the ages of 18 and 24. 27%, seriously? It's it's interesting with this statistic. I'm I'm slightly confused. Uh, part of me feels like it should be more than that. But then when I think about it, I'm like, no, it's probably less than that. And then I think about it again. I'm like, no, no, it's no, it's probably more than that. But this uh, this feature, uh, it kind of makes sense when it's coming out. This isn't a unique thing at the moment. The feature this article says arrives at a time when Facebook is poised to enter the dating market. Oh, my. I, I don't know uh, what do you think about all that, but uh, from what I understand, uh, younger people are not using Facebook as much as they used to. Younger people are using these other things. So if Facebook gets into the dating realm, then um, it might it might become a, uh, a uh, dating platform for older people. Is what it might be. But that then again, Facebook owns everything. So if Facebook makes a dating thing, then it's probably going to be cross-compatible with all the stuff that they own, which is, you know, all the stuff that, you know, people our age are using. Whatever. We'll, uh, we'll figure that out. But um, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. I uh, am probably the last person who should ever be talking about it. But uh, here I am. In other news, in wacky news, speaking of uh, kids doing stuff, a a teen, 13-year-old teen in Arizona, was struck by lightning, and he says he is waiting for his superpowers to kick in. It's pretty sweet. I'm Loopy. Something great about the Boone area that I've just come to love is the the events that are are put on. And since our community is so small, and uh, a lot of it is based completely out of college students, uh, there's a good sense, I would think, of community. I don't know what the locals uh, feel exactly about that statement. Uh, But I, I feel like when there's a good event, both the people that live around town and both uh, the the college students as well uh, enjoy the events that are put on. And one that's coming is the High Country Beer Fest, August 25th. So, yeah, in three days. Uh, this is coming from Otago Democrat. They always have good local information. It's the 11th annual High Country Beer Fest. And it's Saturday, this Saturday, August 25th. From three to seven p.m., and it's not—it's not just uh, you know—it it is a festival. It's not just all related to beer stuff. So if that isn't exactly your thing, there is more stuff there than what immediately sounds like. But if you are a beer uh, fan, you will enjoy to hear that there are going to be more than fifty-five regional and national breweries represented in each brewery. We'll have two or more styles of beer to sample. 
So that is at least, whatever, 110 different uh, beers to choose from. 110 different ways to get alcohol poisoning. More than 15 food vendors as well. So again, if, if, if beer is not your thing, it's not mine, A, because I'm not 21 yet, and B, because I have celiac disease, so no. There are more than 15 food vendors. So it's, uh, you know, it goes three to seven. So you go out there and uh, enjoy yourself. Go people watching. See what uh, is around. I'm sure there's going to be plenty there. And uh, get, yourself some, get yourself some dinner from one of the food vendors. Along with that, there's three food pairing seminars, which will instruct people on how to select the perfect beer with everything from specialty cheeses to pizza or even cookies. That's what this article says. They have seminars to pair beer with cheese, pizza, and cookies. So I guess different flavors match well with different things, including cookies. There's going to be live music by various bands. The High Country Beer Fest isn't just for the heck of it. It's a fundraiser for the ASU Fermentation Sciences Program and raises money for local charities as well. That's one thing that App State has that nobody else has, really. The Appalachian State University Fermentation Sciences Program. That's right. You can come here, and I, I think it's a major. Is it a major? Maybe it's just a minor. But fermentation science. You learn, you learn the full process on how to uh, basically make beer. It's like homebrew 101 to the extreme. It is, it's, it's not just this simple. You can show up. It, there are tickets to be purchased, but there are different levels you can purchase uh, depending on how crazy you are for this. VIP tickets are available and offer one hour early entry as well as a free food voucher to the vendor of your choice. So that's kind of nice, isn't it? Except if you're paying for it, then it's not necessarily uh, free, is it? It's, it's part of the, uh, the purchase. You also get your choice of VIP sample glass and a uh, free t-shirt. Again, kind of free. General admission, general admission is 50 bucks at the gate or $40 for advanced tickets. I'd recommend if you think you're going to go this uh, Saturday, uh, get some tickets in advance. You save 10 bucks on that. VIP is $100 at the gate and 80 for advanced tickets. So if you really want that, save 20 bucks, $80 for advanced tickets. The High Country Beer Fest offers free parking and a shuttle service. My favorite part is uh, coming up here, $10 uh, designated driving tickets, uh, free towing, and rides home. Yes. Rides home. Because some people... <laughs> Some people certainly need that. For more information about the uh, High Country Beer Fest, visit hcbeerfest.com. hcbeerfest.com. Loopy bringing you your local goodies. Another little good one coming up is the uh, it's a Valley Crucis Community Park Benefit Auction. It's the 35th annual. It's also August 25th. And it's at the Apple Barn at the Valley Cruces Conference Center. The doors open at 9 a.m. So you can go to both if you really wanted to. You could definitely go to both. 
uh, it has a breakfast for eight bucks. And uh, this year, the executive director, Ashley uh, Gallagher, said this year we're counting on the auction to raise record funds for the park that's in Valley Cruces to help us provide outstanding services and continue to recover from the spring flooding. That That is a real thing going on, folks. Is uh, That flooding really screwed up a lot of places. Uh, I think this is a good auction to go to. For more information, uh, contact Ashley Gallagher, 828-963-9239, or email director at valleycrucespark.org. Director at valleycrucespark.org. Get on it. So, uh, when you were when you were a kid, did you eat animal crackers? Did you do it? Your answer is definitely yes. Well, animal crackers, animal crackers. If you couldn't, if you can't believe this, believe it. Animal crackers have become. Um, Enveloped by the political correctness movement, even animal crackers. This article, titled, it's from USA Today. Yeah, animal crackers made USA Today, ladies and gentlemen. Nabisco, a company that makes a certain brand of animal crackers, possibly the most uh, famous uh, brand of them. If you see the package, you recognize it immediately. Nabisco, it says, this is the title. USA Today, Nabisco uncages its animal crackers after 116 years. Now, I was slightly confused when I first read this. It uncages the animal crackers. Let me explain. These animal crackers have been around for 116 years, and then when they came out, they were immediately associated with the circus. Now that companies like the Ringling Brothers, Barnum, and the Bailey Circus are no more. The packaging for Nabisco's animal crackers is no more what it used to be anymore. That was worded terribly. I'm sorry. After 116 years, the animal crackers on the box are no more projected in a cage. They are now walking free. And from what it looks like on the package here, Looks like they're all walking together in harmony in some African setting. It's got a it's got a uh, a zebra, an elephant, a lion, a giraffe, and a gorilla all walking together. I'm pretty sure you will never see that in the wild. I don't think that would go over too well, especially the zebra and the lion and the giraffe. But yeah, they have changed. They have changed their packaging of animal crackers because of uh, because people say that circuses are politically incorrect and I think they kind of waited until um, the big circuses were 
actually gone in order to um, make their change. Welcome to App State. Most of you are probably upset by me saying this. Or actually, maybe maybe you're excited. You're excited about the fact that they're no longer caged on the box. But uh, come on, 116 years of classic packaging that really doesn't hurt anything or anybody. And you change it because you don't want someone uh, coming at you. I was going to say something else there, but uh, I'm just sticking with that. In similar uh, animal news, Florida alpaca dies after a motorist feeds it Doritos, cheese nips, and peanuts. This actually happened. It was uh, on television, and I found an article from that television station's website. Uh, ActionNewsJacks.com. It's uh, Fleming Island, Florida is where this article comes from. Just two days ago, ladies and gentlemen, it says a Florida animal hospital announced the death of a beloved community alpaca Saturday on Facebook. Uh, many people are now angry at me. Creekside Animal Hospital in Fleming Island wrote, It is with a heavy heart that we want to inform our clients and friends that our youngest alpaca that was uh, born out of the shared field over a year ago has passed away. Apparently, the man uh, who's responsible for this was someone who was driving in a blue car. That's how the person has been identified. And uh, even though this uh, individual was notified several times, to stop feeding the alpaca, the alpacas, the alpaxin, whatever the plural for alpaca is, alpacae. He was told to stop feeding them. But uh, the fate of one of these young alpaca was due to dropped boxes of Doritos, cheese nips, and two bags of whole peanuts. It was just too much. Crazy, though, uh, the extent that uh, this animal hospital went to reviving this alpaca. It is said that the hospital said it did... They refer to it as a hospital in this article. It says the hospital said it did everything they could for him, including a blood transfusion from his father. Man, I feel like if I was uh, on the brink because of Doritos, cheese nips, and peanuts. They wouldn't do a blood transfusion from my father. That's all I'm saying. Not that much effort would be put into me. They'd be like, oh, that guy, all right. But no, for this stinking alpaca, they get a blood transfusion. Crazy. I wonder how much money that costs and who's paying for it. Probably the people of Jacksonville, Florida. Employees... Uh, with the animal hospital said they are now in fear for the rest of the herd, including the goats. So uh, I'll n- turn in, tune in next week to see the fate of the goats and possibly some other alpacas. Alpacae, alpaxin, alpaki. If you want to uh, have the latest uh, news on this developing story, it says you can visit actionnewsjax.com. There we go. Sending you out to find some excellent, uh, useful information. But back, again, with the uh, Nabisco, I wonder if, uh, for whatever reason, sometime in the future, they'll find a um, excuse to change the Oreo packaging. I don't know. Maybe someone will find it to be demeaning to animals or something. 
stinking animal crackers. 116 years, and they decided to finally change the packaging now. Oh, boy. Well, so um, this summer, I was uh, I did several really big things. It's been a great summer. And, you know, some people say their summers are just boring, or they hated you know their jobs that they had to do because it was only like a little job, you know, that uh, they just hire for the summer and they really don't care about you. And you really don't make any money either. Well, I didn't make any money this summer. I certainly did not. I spent some money, though. But uh, one thing I did this summer was attend the Keller Radio Talent Institute. And I, um, we did liners for this during the first uh, semester of my show. And we had uh, underwriting that was played for it. And I cannot recommend anything within the National Radio Talent Institute enough. It was an incredible, incredible 10 days. I was I was told by people to be ready for it to be slightly brutal because it was so long and because the days were just so long sitting in the same room, just listening to people. The people are great, but you get to the point where you're just soaking in so much information that, uh, you know, you feel like you're just going to blow up. Yeah, you start feeling like the uh, the kid that turned into a blueberry on Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. That's what it feels like. He starts just absorbing so much, you just can't take in anymore. Even though the people the last few days are awesome. They're all great. I can't recommend it high enough. And um, one, the, one of the biggest takeaways I took during that was uh, given... It was an idea given to me by uh, one of the guys there who uh, spoke with us. He was... Um, he worked for Entercom Charlotte, and he was big into digital and social media, and his name was Nathan Ritchie, and um, he, gave his, he gave his thing, uh, he gave his thing to all of us about where to put your material, you know, because I, what I did the first semester of my show was I would make a podcast, I recorded it, I'm recording it right now, and I would make a podcast out of it. And then I would uh, post that on Facebook. But Nathan Ritchie was like, no. Because think about this. In theory, in theory, it's not going to happen. But in theory, Facebook could just go away tomorrow. If they really wanted to. And since you posted your stuff on Facebook, it goes away along with Facebook. So, So if you're someone who's intelligently trying to stockpile your stuff in order to show a perspective um, you know radio station or whatever you're trying to do digitally put it in a spot where you know it's not going to go away i.e. put it on your own website and then if you want to put that on Facebook you know you can share your thing from your website onto Facebook link it it all made sense to me and it still makes sense to me that night I uh, went back to my apartment and I 
searched through a ton of different websites, website builders to see what would be the best one for me. I bought my domain name, loopyradio.com. It exists. You can go on to it, lupieradio.com. I made that website because of Nathan Ritchie, and uh, the, the, the information he gave us was just great, and I'm going to use that for a long time. But other than the Kellant Radio Talent Institute, uh, I, um, I was also an intern at Entercom, where Nathan Ritchie worked. And uh, I, can't, I can't say enough about um, the support I was given by the, by the people there I was working for. The input was great. The lessons I learned were just super good. The thing I can take away the most, though, from that is that I am convinced that this is an industry I want to get into. Hand, head first. No hands in front of me when I dive into the pool. Head first. I want to jump in as quickly as possible. And I, if for anyone who's considering doing an internship in college, paid or unpaid, mine was unpaid. It was one of the best, it's probably the best summer I've ever had. That includes the mornings where I had to wake up at three in the morning because I was working on the morning show. It was awesome. And, uh, I can't mention working at Intercom without talking about the uh, show host, John Hancock. When I was a senior in high school, I hated high school so much. And uh, I wanted to do anything to get me out of the building. So uh, I, I, uh, my dad actually contacted John Hancock, and he's good enough to actually respond to a random guy. And he, my dad was asking, you know, my son is interested in possibly being your intern. He might want to be in radio one day. You know, this was three years ago. Four years ago-ish, something. I don't know, whatever. I'm at App State. I can't do math. And uh, John Hancock actually responded, and he wanted me to be his intern, but PR wouldn't allow it. There was just problems. And then as time goes on, uh, the radio station that John Hancock worked at works at, WBT, uh, got bought by another company. And that new company is fine with having interns. So after years of staying in contact and sending some emails and putting in the effort, I got an internship at WBT, Entercom, 107.9 The Link, WFNZ. I got to work with all these stations. And it, the experiences were so good. John Hancock was there to answer questions I had. I... I just sat in on his show a ton of times and was able to just soak in how to do it well. And man, does that guy do it well. Crazy good. I also thank TJ Boggs. He uh, He's the board operator for the Hancock Show. He was also there to answer questions I had, and he was there to show me things that I didn't know existed that I wouldn't have ever asked about. He was a great help, and he's a great guy. He was fun to talk to. I loved showing up an hour before the Hancock show just so I could just talk to TJ about music and bands and radio stuff and whatever came up. George Hazlitt, Grumpy George, the producer of the Hancock show. Fun person to talk to. We don't agree about everything. He's a Cubs fan. I'm a Reds fan. I love to wear my uh, Reds shirt to work just to be around George, especially when... The Reds uh, beat the Cubs. Very enjoyable for me. 
I'm never going to forget working for for that show. Even though a lot of what I did was limited, obviously I was just an an unpaid intern. It was an it was an excellent priceless time. And uh I can't thank you three enough. John Hancock, TJ Boggs, Grumpy George Hazlitt. Fantastic people. All right, when we come back, we got more weird random news and uh, a little more about me. I'm not going to talk about myself too long. I hate talking about myself. I was talking to my friend Mackie Gallagher, who's got uh, the Mackie Move. It's going to new talk show. It's going to be on Mondays. And uh, yeah, we got some interesting stuff coming up for you. Stick around, baby. This is Loopy Radio. I was talking uh, just a minute ago about my time at Intercom, and there, there are just some more names I need to drop before I quit. So that was the Hancock show. That was from 3 to 6. But there was also the morning show that I referenced where I had to wake up at 3 in the morning. There is really no other group of guys I would want to hang around in a very cold studio with and see the sunrise and drink tea and coffee and all that stuff. It's the Bo Thompson show, the morning news with Bo Thompson. All the guys who work with him say it the same way. He is a professional. He is excellent. He uh he was he was a good example of how to do it to the dot. Cross all the T's, dot all the I's. There is your goal. Nail it. Whether that's time-wise, or that's what you're talking about, or that's the quality, or that's how to interview someone, or that's how to do something last minute, or how to incorporate incorporate something into the show and you, and you don't know when exactly it's going to happen. But you nail it when you do it. That's Bo Thompson. Then you got board operator for that, John Moore. He's so dang good. He's just, he's excellent. He arrives early, even though the show itself is early. He's there early, and he is making sure everything is ready to go. And that that's that's a big part of why he's just so excellent at what he does. He gets all the prep work in, all of it, and he he shows. If you've been around John Moore in studio, you understand what I'm saying here when I say he knows how to have fun while doing your job well. There is not a dull moment in his own special way. And then there's uh, probably the person who spent the most time with me during my summer. His name is Charles Jenkin. He... He embraced me head on when I when I walked through the door. I basically can produce I really can, not basically I can produce a talk show for that station because of Charles Jenkins. He's a good teacher. 
He understands uh, how I literally didn't know anything. And he was gracious about that. And he, he honestly wanted to see me do well. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have done I wouldn't have been successful this summer if it wasn't for for how much he helped me out. And then a little shout out to the fun and games department. Courtney Armstrong, App State grad, Mary McDonald, Anthony Testa. You guys were were fun to work with to put on the Sky Show at Fourth of July. I got free baseball tickets. I'm a happy man. I got two free t-shirts and free baseball tickets from that. And I, it was just good experience. My body wasn't made for it, but it was uh, it was a good thing to to experience. I think it's totally beneficial for me. And then uh, finally, of this list I have in front of me, the uh, program director, Mike Schaefer for WBT. Recently moved here with his family from California, from Los Angeles. He was super busy all the time. His job his job requires that. And uh, but when I had questions for him, when I had important questions for him, uh, he he made the time to listen. Not only is he a worker, he's a listener, and uh, he actually listens and he actually responds, and that that's important, especially when you ha- you have a job like his where you have to make decisions on behalf of the whole. He he does listen to the parts that make up the whole. And he also went to lunch with me once and got more in-depth about you know, his journey through getting up into where he is, which is a pretty, da- pretty dang high spot, and uh, gave me some good advice. Mike, I'd love to work at your station one day. But uh, again, one more, one more special shout-out to the guy who actually did basically all the prep work for my internship, I've been told. And that's Nathan Ritchie, the guy who convinced me to make my website. I think it was Tuesday that he spoke at the Keller Radio Talent Institute, convinced me to start looking at website stuff. Maybe it was even Monday. And uh, through an inside source, I was told that Saturday afternoon that uh, Nathan Ritchie had been hit by a car while he was on his motorcycle and he was um, killed. And he was actually on the way to see his father-in-law, from what I understand. It uh, It's still hard for me to think about that now. I saw him a few days when I was at my internship and uh, before Keller, and he was just a great guy. He, he was the definition of someone who worked his way up, was a good people person, and was uh, just super passionate about what he did. He chose to do the things that he wanted to do, and those things he chose, he did as well as he possibly could. And uh, I think that's something we can all strive to up here at App State. You know, if you're in college and you're someone who doesn't know what you're trying to do, uh, do what I did and do what Nathan Ritchie excelled at 
And that's finding what you're good at and pursuing it as much as you possibly can. Money shouldn't be the main concern. Enjoyment of what you do should be. I'm Loopy. important questions you could ever ask the stats from ranker.com which is a website that uh, proposes questions and uh, users can submit answers and then vote on other people's answers so it's actually a decent way of finding general statistics one of the better questions you could ever ask what are the best duos of all time? I'm trying to find a way to have a forum for my uh, show so that uh, people can answer such questions that I propose. But uh, I don't really have one yet. I guess you could message me at Loopy Radio on WASU on Facebook, I guess. Or maybe I'll post this individually on loopyradio.com. You can comment on there what your favorite is from ranker.com. Best duos of all time. Number 10. Coming in on number 10. I need to get like a top 10 thing as well. Whatever. Oh, what a terrible show this is. Number 10. Lennon and McCartney. Those are Beatles musicians. Lennon and McCartney. Number 9. Lower on the list. Then I figured it would be. It is macaroni and cheese. Ninth best duo of all time. Macaroni and cheese. Today at work, my coworker ate macaroni and cheese for lunch. Miss Katie Robinson. Number eight, Mario and Luigi. Great duo. Number seven, hamburgers and fries. That comes better than macaroni and cheese. Number six, one that I voted for personally, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Number six, best duo of all time, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Number five, it is the top food duo. Number five, peanut butter and jelly. If you couldn't guess that, then uh, I don't know if you've ever eaten before. Number four, Han Solo and Chewbacca. A very respectable number four, Han Solo and Chewbacca. From Ranker.com, number three, Bert and Ernie. My cousin's cats are named Bert and Ernie, but these are a different Bert and Ernie. Number two, second best duo of all time, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin in at number two. And then number one, what might be a political, might show that people don't care about political correctness. Number one best duo of all time is Tom and Jerry a show that I've heard many people say is inherently racist. Tom and Jerry is the voted on Ranker.com best duo of all time. What a great way to end the show. My summer's been incredible. I talked about myself way too freaking much on this show, but I don't know. I felt like it was something worth talking about. Nathan, this show is for you. I'll be back next week. I'm Loopy. You bet it, this is Loopy Radio.